0: I'm Drew. And I'm Tim. This is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In episode 11, we talk about connecting creatives, and we interview John Woody about using video as an art form.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Hearts and Hands podcast. I'm your host, Tim, joined by my co-host, Drew. Drew, how are
0: things going? Pretty good. Fighting off a little bit of a cold this week, but we're pushing through. How's it going up there with you, Tim?
1: Things are going pretty well. Uh, It's a busy week. I feel like I always say that in ministry, but busy means good because it means we're doing lots of things.
0: Yeah, what are you working on this week?
1: Uh, I've got a lot of projects going on. One long-term project I'm working on is... Something I've been tasked with since becoming worship coordinator and youth director here at St. Mark is kind of creating a farm system for uh, church musicians for our church. Since we have such a large church and we're always going to be in need of musicians, one of the things that uh, we'd like to see is kind of a mentorship program where members of our worship team get together once a month with uh, up-and-coming musicians, visual artists, creatives in general to bounce ideas off each other, learn from each other, and uh, see how someone in the field is actively using their gifts for the church.
0: That's really cool. I'm excited to see what that ends up looking like. Yeah, it's a work
1: in progress now, and I'm still looking at ideas, but uh, I think it's something that could really prove beneficial in the long run for for our church locally. But as the program grows, I'd like to see the same idea replicated uh, churches across the country. You know?
0: Yeah, kind of on a much smaller scale here. Since Illumin does have the goal of becoming multi-site eventually, one of the things that I've always been trying to like keep one step ahead of is, if I'm no longer serving at this campus on a weekly basis, who's going to be taking over for me? Who's going to you know, just be there to, to kind of lead the group on a Sunday morning if I'm leading it at a different campus or something like that? So I've been working with this teenage girl in our congregation that just soaks up information like a sponge and she just you know you show her how to play something on a cajon one time and she just can replicate it immediately and then plays it on sunday morning and it sounds great Uh, i've been teaching her how to play bass and mandolin and things like that and in school she's been learning piano and violin and all these different things so i'm excited to see where that goes she's still pretty young so she's got a lot of time to to grow and and learn new things and learn about music theory and arranging and things like that but excited to see where that leads. Yeah, that's something that I feel like I was able to
1: have more of a mentorship role uh, when I was teaching, because obviously I have 25 kids per class Uh, in in my classroom on a daily basis, and you're not necessarily guaranteed that in church work. But when you can find kids, identify kids that are passionate about using their gifts, and then plug them into a way where they can do it. But that same thing's true for not just for kids, though, but for adults, too. I mean, there are plenty of people, I think, who have a skill or have a, a creative ability that they're not sure how to properly use. So if there are people like that, I mean, we'd love to be able to connect people who are creative to other people who are doing it. And one of the ways we are able to do that is through our forum on the community of Wells Creatives' website. If you go to wellscreatives.com slash forum, you'll be able to connect with other people uh, within our church body who are using their gifts creatively for the church, bounce ideas off of them, get ideas from them, ask questions, give answers as well. And that's something that we've seen people are uh, making good use of it so far, and we love to keep seeing that grow.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, we talked a week or two ago about our, our origin stories and I, I mentioned how I was kind of blessed to grow up in a, a church where my dad was the worship coordinator. And he kind of gave me that simultaneously that mentorship, but also that permission to just do and try things. And I feel phenomenally blessed for that. But I also realize not everyone has a, a situation or a scenario quite like that. So just if there's anything we can do, if you are feeling like that, like that you have this creative ability or desire and just not don't have a great outlet for it or don't have a a good means of of cultivating or or a good mentor to help you grow in that area we'd love to help you out in any way you can if that's through the forum great if you want to just email us and say hey i'm looking for some help or even the opposite way around hey I'd be happy to help any any young creatives that are looking for some help. Just anything that we on this podcast and we as the, as the community of Wells Creatives as a whole can do to connect people and to help people grow, we'd love to see what we can accomplish.
1: Yeah, and one of the people who's doing that right now and has another unique ability as a teacher, but also a creative person is John Witte. And I think he gives some really good insights in this interview for this week. Let's check it out. Today, we're delighted to welcome John Whitty to the podcast. Welcome, John. Thanks. Thanks for having me. John, for those listening, could you tell a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Yeah.
2: Currently, I am the band director at Luther High School, uh, which isn't essentially a Wells Creative thing. But before I got here, I was at Martin Luther College as a student and one of the head photographers and video people there creating content. If you've seen a video from MLC in the last five years, there's a very good chance I made it. And I've gotten to do a lot of promotional work for that school, as well as some other schools across the country, which has been a blast.
0: Awesome. And John, you were one of our presenters at the last Hearts and Hands workshop. You gave a a presentation, a breakout session called Video as Art, where you talked a little bit about what goes into your process. Could you kind of give us a, a quick glimpse into that?
2: Yeah, of course. So I was delighted to put this presentation together when you guys asked.
0: It was an absolute blast for me to
2: dig into what I do and then share that with other people. Video as art really focused on what goes into making a video. So we talked about the whole planning process and the story you want to tell. So you look at, say, if you have a church that you want to promote, you're like, okay, what are the really awesome things about our church? Or maybe your church has been through some tough times in the past. You can talk about that or talk about someone who went through your church and came to faith because of your work there. Or uh, we talked about various schools and telling the story of individual schools because schools have so many individual children with these incredible backstories that need to be shared. So I love talking about those kind of stories and then diving in about how to uh, best promote churches and schools as well as just have some fun being creative and making video.
1: Could you tell us a little bit about how you got into videography
2: yeah so when i was a senior in high school um, i put together a lip dub for winnebago lutheran academy where i went to high school um, and a lip dub is essentially a giant music video that has the whole student body in it so i took the various groups of the high school so you got like forensics and drama and the basketball team, or the football team, or the band, or the choir, or student council, all those crazy things. And we gave each of those people a position to be in the school. And then I took a camera and I walked through the school, and they're all singing one song. uh, So you could see everybody partaking in the one thing, doing something together, which doesn't always happen at a school, oddly enough. Uh, So I did that. It became a great promotional video for our school. At the time, it hit 7,000 views in a week, which as far as like YouTube virality is not really big, but for a small little high school uh, in the middle of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, that was really cool to see. Um, It really brought together our whole association. I had people from like an hour away who send their kids who were like, hey, it was so cool to see that and see what's happening within the walls of WLA. And then community members got to see it too, which was awesome. From there, I did some other lip dubs, and then I got to MLC and started working with Bill Peckrell. He's the public relations director at MLC. He gave me a camera and essentially became the greatest enabler for me and let me shoot photos of every event at MLC. So I was doing a lot of photos and then transitioned to video work also. Started to get ideas of, hey, well, MLC does this really well. We should promote this. Like, not all schools have one sole mission. I mean, a lot of universities might say our mission is to educate people. And, like, well, okay, yes, but we have the mission, NLC, of training pastors and teachers, which is awesome. And we get to share that with everybody. So we worked on a lot of projects together at the beginning of my time at NLC. And then that really ramped up towards the end. I started doing uh, some weddings besides the promotional video work also. And then other schools and churches and organizations started noticing my work at the college. And then that led me to fly down to Florida to a friend's church down there. Still hoping to get down to Texas to do for a video for a church down there too. And now I'm at Luther High School and they have an awesome video department actually. And I'm hoping to work with them or I will be working with them in the upcoming future to create content with the students involvement too, which is really exciting because then we can pass the torch and get more Wells Creatives. Sure.
1: No, that's a great thing. What you mentioned is kind of your relationship with Professor Peckrell and how he enabled you. Uh, it yeah. goes back to another one of our our keynote presentations at Hearts and Hands. And mm-hmm. sometimes it just takes giving that permission for someone to try permission to to fail even. Try it and fail. It's okay. But yeah. you, may, you may be surprised at, at what the outcome is. That is
2: so, so true. There are many times I failed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was just a big honesty. If you ever have the chance to meet Bill Perkley, he's one of the nicest people. And there'd be days where i just walk in there and like needed to talk. And maybe it was about a video that didn't get done on time and wasn't what we wanted it to be. And it was just kind of like, okay, John, well, this happened. And we're like, okay, we're going to move forward and trust in you to make some more things. And I learned a lot from my failures. Uh, I'm still failing and still learning from them all, which I hate, but it's really good. And yeah. Bill was an incredible enabler. You're totally right. And he gave me that permission to fail, um, which was a very well put way to say that. Yeah.
1: And I think the cool thing now, as you mentioned, working with that video department at, at your high school, you get to be that for all these kids now, too, to give them that permission to let them uh, take a hold of something and make it their own. And I think that's, that's mm-hmm. one of the greatest things.
2: Yeah, that's so true. That's really true. Uh, We just had our winter carnival type festival thing here in the middle of January and all the classes put together a video. And I'd see them like running down the hallway or something like not, you know, like I could offer a little bit of assistance. it's really fun and unexpected for them to all of a sudden have a teacher be like, hey, you should move the camera here and that's going to reveal this next and maybe bend down a little bit so you get this angle and such. And so that's been really fun to work with them too, and be their enabler. Because a lot of times the students don't think they can do as much as they're capable of. And it's really, honestly, a big joy of my time being a teacher to show them they're capable of so much and work with them
0: through that. So getting back a little more to actual video creation. Uh, sure. Are there any kind of tips or, or tricks if you're a church or a school or an individual artist that is looking to get into to videography a little more? Um, mm-hmm. What would advice would you give to like a, a straight-up beginner?
2: Sure. The best camera is the one that you have with you. So it doesn't matter about, or your equipment doesn't matter as much as you think it might. I think in a very detail-oriented world, we're all like, hey, I want the highest spec camera, and I want to be able to shoot in this crazy resolution and look at those colors. But <laughs> in, uh, like in the end of things, if you waited to produce something to get a newer camera or something like that, then you missed out on maybe a couple of years of what when you could have been learning and producing something with, say, like just your phone. Honestly, phones are so good at creating video now. I think I'm fairly certain that my iPhone shoots better video than my first camera did, which is an awesome thing. So doing that, just start shooting, essentially. Go out, talk to people. I love doing interviews, coming up with questions to pick people's brains, asking them about, uh, like how long they've been at a church. What was what was a rough time in your childhood that you were able to overcome because of like, the people who shared Christ's love for you? I love talking to people like that. Getting voices to tell the story of your church or school uh, is one of the most powerful things you can do. And the people are usually just right there in front of you. Like maybe you're a teacher and you can just say, okay, class, we're going to interview one of you a day for the next two weeks or something like that and you can get these 30 like little 30 second clips of students talking that's actually a plan i have uh, is to interview all of my students and get their outlook on education and music and creativity all sorts of things like that or maybe it's a church and you can sit down and your short little video could just be hey we're having a church service in the park this week come with us and maybe you could Go to the park ahead of time, shoot some video of that. Maybe you're talking there, maybe you're walking and talking. Essentially, just start creating content. You're going to get better at it just by doing and uh, making mistakes and succeeding and learning what works best and what doesn't just by doing. Uh, That's a large part of how I learned everything was by creating things. You can read and watch videos and you're never going to get the same experience as if you just do it and learn for yourself, essentially. So go out and do it. That's the short answer, basically.
1: A few times here, you've mentioned that one of the big goals you have when creating a video is telling a story. Could you just expand on that a little bit?
2: Sure. So if you think about movies, the ones that hold you on the edge of your seat are the ones that have a story that grips you. And without a story, you can have this nice, fun video and those can serve a purpose too. But if you have a story that maybe talks about the rise of your school through poverty or something like that. Um, Like I did a video on urban schools in Milwaukee, and there's absolutely just heart-wrenching stories in those schools of students who don't have a bed at home and barely make it to school or have succeeded in school despite all odds against them. So it's finding those little things and then uh, learning about storytelling and learning what to hold back until the end so the viewer is constantly looking forward to, okay, what's going to happen in the next five seconds, what's going to happen in the next minutes, and then uh, what's your big plot climax at the end of the video. Honestly, a lot of my videos, I think back to like fifth grade when I learned about plot lines in like chapter books or something like that. And you start off with a setting and maybe that's just some shots of your church or school or your location. And then you start telling the story and you get that rising action. And you start introducing characters like teachers or pastors or students or people who don't know about you at all. Or maybe it's a news story that happened on this special event in your church or a tragic event. And then you get to the main point and I often use music to drive that too. I mean, you get to the main point, uh, which might be we're here to have everyone come in our doors and see the love of Christ. Or maybe the end point of your story is all children can succeed in education no matter their background. And our teachers will help them through all that. Um, and we have a love for the students because of God's love for us. And then at the end of the video, quite often I'll use some text to just kind of maybe drive a point home. Uh, a video I made for The uh, National Youth Rally for MLC talked about how MLC is creating all these pastors and teachers and that we need more witnesses of the gospel, essentially. And then the video fades, and then at the end of the video talks about MLC training a core of witnesses and then just saying, you are those witnesses. So reaching out to your audience and specifically saying something like, you are the person that we're looking for. Yeah, just that nice bow on a package.
1: Well, John, it's definitely been awesome having you uh, join us today for this conversation. Thanks for thanks for coming on.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I absolutely love what you're doing here. It's really cool.
1: For those who would like to learn more about you or see more of your work, is there anywhere that you can uh, point them online?
2: Sure. My Twitter, I'm most active on. I'm at Jonathan Witte. You can get a hold of me on there. My Instagram is at jwitte. And my website is jwitty.co, so J-W-I-T-T-E dot C-O. Uh, Most of my work is on there, as well as some journals that I haven't really shared anywhere else. And if you're interested in on my work through MLC, you can find Martin Luther College uh, YouTube channel. So just search for Martin Luther College on YouTube and you'll see most everything I've created.
0: Awesome. Thanks again, John, for coming on. Of course. My pleasure. That wraps it up for another episode of the podcast. As always, feel free to reach out to us at Podcast at gmail.com. Again, if you are one of those creatives that's looking for a mentor or a mentor who's looking for someone to help out, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on all social media platforms at Wells Creatives.
1: And be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash heartsandhandspodcast. That you can gain instant access to bonus content and uncut episodes.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.